My name is Jim Sevier. I'm with The Coachable, coachable.com, and I'm today with... Kevin Slocum with Beardjoy, beardjoy.com. Awesome, awesome. I love that. Uh, we are out here in beautiful uh, Greer, uh, which is not really saying a th- anything because Greer is so big. I c- we could really be almost in North Carolina and still it's be huge. in Greer. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so coming from L.A., seeing how big Greer was, I, w- I mentioned to people, I, I live in Greer. They're like, oh, you're off of Wade Hampton. No, 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 mm. I'm off of 14 in Pelham. And they're right. like, no, you're not in Greer. Said, yeah, yep. barely, <laughs> but I am. Still Greer, yep. <laughs> so uh, we're here today. We're going to, uh, you know, I want to, you know, we're going to talk a lot about your business. I want everybody to understand what it is you do, and I'll give you a chance to, sure. to talk about it. But we're going to talk a lot about what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. The ups and the downs, the goods, the bads, the uglies, everything. All of that. Uh, and we're also going to talk a little bit about today, like what we're going through today. Sure. Because the other part about this podcast that I really was trying to get uh, across to everybody, and and just so that everybody knows, we are live. We are actually sitting outside of my back deck. That's right. We are six feet apart. That's right. And we're doing the whole social distancing thing right. That's right. Um, we're being conscientious of each other's health. Correct. And and we're in person. That's right. And that last piece is, I think, a piece that I really want people to understand that there's fear and there is cautiousness, but there is control. And if you just exercise some simple controls, you can still be alive. You can still talk sure. to people. You can look people in the face right. and not have to worry about whether or not the Zoom camera is on right, right or they're, they're not. <laughs> <you know>. Right. <laughs> we're, uh, we're both laughing here because uh, Kevin and I are on a call on Tuesdays. And just depending upon where people come on that call, Sometimes you can't see their face. Sometimes it's just their eyebrows that you see. It's just, it's funny. It's funny. That's right. (laughs) So why don't you take a second and introduce us to Beard Joy? Sure. So it kind of started in 2014. Um, I had always kind of had a a goatee or, you know, a soul patch or or some sort of small uh, form of facial hair, but in November of 2014, which is commonly known as No Shave November, I just decided I was going to go for it, go for the gusto, see if I could grow a full beard, and uh, and I did. And one of the things that was brought to my attention when I was growing my beard is, man, this is really itchy and scratchy, and I'm just not really enjoying what I thought I would enjoy, you know, and so that led me down, you know, trying different um, products. I thought surely there needs to be products for guys that have beards, and so I got introduced to the world of beard oils and tried, you know, three, four different types of beard oils from different companies, and basically it came down to the fact that I didn't like any of the ones that I tried. They were either too thick or too thin. They were too smelly or they were not smelly enough. Smelly in a good way. Um, (laughs) Scented, I I suppose, is the right word (laughs) for getting technical. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Right. So uh, I just kind of thought, you know, I I know that I'm not Albert Einstein, but I'm also not a complete moron. I I may be able to, to do this myself. And I've always kind of had a little DIY streak in me. And uh, so, anyways, long story real short, um, I s- came up with my own 
blend of, of essential oils and carrier oils. And I loved it. I loved using it. It was exactly what I wanted. It was the right consistency. It was the right smell. And I just kind of started giving that away to bearded friends that, you know, had substantially bigger beards that had much more beard experience than I did. Right. And um, they were actually the ones that that encouraged me to, you know, like, you should you should go public with this. Like, you should take this to, to, to market. And I thought, you know, that's <laughs> not me. I don't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body. I That's just... I'm not a salesman. I, I, I couldn't do that. Well, um, anyways, started in 2014, like I said, right. and, and all through kind of halfway through 2015 is, is really when I started thinking, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. And so I got a logo together and started buying bottles in bulk and supplies in bulk and stuff and started on uh, an Etsy site, just oh, wow. selling it there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the rest is, is kind of history. Now we sit at 13 different uh, beard oil scents. So we try to run the gamut and try to have something uh, that is uh, that every guy would like, something that would, you know, uh, that would, you know, smell good to every, the, uh, every bearded guy. The so. Santa, the Santa, uh, the, the, the Dis- uh, Disney, the December, I guess, Christmas this Saint Nick's Saint yes Nick's. Uh-huh. I was gonna say Santa Claus that's right <laughs> that's one that caught my eye when I was looking at it. I was like sure oh wow, okay that yep. could be actually be kind of cool that's kinda right cool. yep because uh, we uh you know so uh, my wife and I were you know I'm I'm 59 she's let's just say a little older than me she's around gonna there very gonna be very upset that I said that oh okay. but um you know so we've got you know we've got a fake tree we've had a fake tree for years sure right it's just it's the easier. Yes. Uh, I grew up, though, with real trees yeah. and, and that kind of stuff, and I really love all that. But it just makes it simpler. That's right? right. But we have to make it smell every year. Right. Because I don't like having a tree that doesn't smell. Right. <laughs> so it took me years just to find something that we can hang up in the tree that didn't smell like pine saw. Right. That <laughs> did actually smell like being out in the woods, like it smells out here right, right. now. Right, right. Uh, and it took me years to find that. So I can see how... If you're not, if you don't like the way something smells, if you want to have a, something with a scent right. or fragrance that is appealing, and knowing that other pe- that people have varying types of sensory that's right right elements, you know, some people are more susceptible to sweets, that's right, sour, some you know s- different types of smells. So that that was actually kind of a cool thing. I saw how many you had that's right on the site, but very cool. Yeah, very and cool. I think that kind of. Uh, separates us from from other beard oil companies uh, and not to not to you know cast aspersions or anything but it's, it's not aspersions if you're just talking about your business right so about it. you know I, I think that I um, I, I I try to be creative uh, I try to cater to what I think the market would like but um, the fact that we have so many options for guys, I think, is kind of what sets us apart. A lot of Good. beard oil companies may have three or four different scents, and that's that's great. You Perfect, know, yeah. they also may have a, a bunch of other products that we don't offer. We kind of have our laser focus on the beard oils. We don't really do the beard balms and the beard butters. And okay, so I'm gonna put a pin in that one. Sure, right there, because <laughs> you're d- you've done something as a business which a lot of businesses haven't done. A lot of businesses say, 
my audience is the world. Right. And there is this concept, and the, the science behind it is what's called the minimal viable audience. If you first serve an audience, a s much smaller audience, and you serve it well, right, then that audience will become the marketing for your business and grow your business from there. Sure. Um, and if you find one audience and you do it very well, it's really easy. Just turn to the left or turn to the right of that audience. Right. Find another one. Find what they like and do it again and repeat. That's right. So that's a thi that's a thing that a lot of business people, entrepreneurs, make this mistake when. I ask them, okay, who's your audience? They say, well, I can sell to anybody. Right. right. Well, okay. When you sell to everybody, you're really selling to nobody. That's right. Right? Yeah. So kudos to you that you figured that one out because a lot of people, when they first start out in business, that's one that they get wrong sure. quite often. And it, it, really, I, I understand what they're thinking because they, they kind of want to be all things to all people. Yeah, they want to be Amazon. They want to be Amazon. But uh, I just found that I got a lot of, a lot of joy out of designing these beard oil scents uh -huh. and it would take a lot of times months for me to just calibrate it just how I wanted it and a lot of people would probably think that sounds so nerdy <laughs> and so boring but for me that I get I get my kicks out of that and so um, well you're actually in a in a league of some very in, uh, interesting people that, <laughs> that actually share th a desire for wanting to get something to that point where it's to them right, perfect, correct, correct exactly what I was looking for. And you're basically talking about every Michelin star chef in the world. Mm, wow. Because <laughs> food is the is the you bring together all the ingredients That's into right. a dish so that from the a a very refined or high dining experience is right. a perfect bite. Right. Right. And you are in that same mode. You're thinking of it in terms of beard oil and right. and you know and and taking care of your face and that kind of stuff. Right. It's the same concept. It is. It's it actually. I mean, I'm sure that every chef, if they if they wanted to, if they could, they would sit down at the table as their patron is is enjoying that first bite. Because that chef wants to see yeah. the reaction of all of those flavors together combining, and they want their patron to see that. And that's that's exactly how I am with with my beard oil. I, 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 I want to see that look in their eyes when they you know smell it and put it in on their beard, and yeah. they smell it, and and it's just oh that's oh I smell that now. Oh I, now I smell this. Well I mean, now now I see a marketing challenge for you to send out. You know, to your to your, to your audience, a challenge that says, "Put it on, right? Record yourself putting it on." Oh, and I want to see the look on your face That's when you right. try this for the first time. For the first time. That's right. And then just do a little marketing challenge, and yeah. I'm sure that yeah. that you'll get plenty of responses. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, that, <laughs> I, by the way, I think that came from Holly. By the way. Okay. <laughs> I think I've actually st stolen your idea, Holly Calloway. <laughs> like but um, so so let's get back though. Let me let's. Let's put a pin in that for just a second. Let's go back sure. to the beginning because you're actually, uh, although we're here in South Carolina, yes. South Carolina, you are actually you are actually coming from. Did you grow up in Texas or was that just the last place you were at? It's the last place I was at uh, for the last 14 years. Okay. Uh, I actually grew up in Greenville. Oh and wow! So you've been boom and back. Yes, nice. uh, grew up in Greenville, 
and uh, got married um, in 2003 to a girl from Texas. And so we were in Texas from 2004 to 2018. And just decided in 2018 that it was kind of time to move back and some family things. And gotcha. So, yeah, we've been in Greer since uh, since 2018. Wow. Nice. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, and uh, you were going to bring you were going to bring your son. And yes. I was I was actually going to try to see if I could get your son to say hello, because one of the <sighs> things that I think is missing in business is that personality that that, you know, here's who I am. This is, you know, because we have a tendency to distance ourselves from our family when we're right. in business. And, <laughs> and that's kind of a uh, sort of outdated now. Right. I think people you know, want to know that there's something more behind, right. you know, even Beer Joy. And That's even right. Even the coachable. Right? That's right. And and so, so sorry, I didn't mean to bring up the family and all that kind of it's stuff. Great. I just think it's such a great uh, element to, well, let, let's talk good, bad, and ugly for just a second right. when it comes to having a business. When you start a business, you're usually borrowing time from your family to get it started. All the time. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, And there was probably a lot of time spent putting it all together, getting all this stuff and getting the funds together, doing what you wanted to do, buying it in bulk and figuring things out. Um, They're the ones that have to kind of put up with that. That's right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's a good way to say that. (laughs) And and if you're not cognizant of that and if you're not – as a business person, uh, there was always this thing where I I said that there's a – if you blur the lines between your personal life and your professional life, if you blur them too much, you will have neither a personal or a, prof- or a professional. Yes. Life. <laughs> if you if you have a line that's drawn that says this is where I begin my 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 personal life and and my business just takes us takes a break. Right. Um, that is again another thing that entrepreneurs have difficulty with. They get into this mode where I've got to do all this work and I've, if you know this is for our future and you you know they're always painting the picture. I'm going to pay back this time in the future. Picture. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it doesn't usually work out that way. Correct. Um, and so that you know so when you were talking about your son and, and you know and everything I was like it was like oh man that would be great. So yeah. next time if you want to do this again, sure. highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, um, he I'll tell you both Speaking of blurring the lines, okay. <laughs> both my, my wife, Casey, and my son, Zach, just, I mean, they, they have a hand in beard, in beard oh, joy. Cool. I mean, uh, they are typically my first test market. <laughs> nice. And, you know, especially having, having a young one uh, who hasn't learned the, you know, the, the, the way to be, you know, compassionate about my feelings and everything oh, yeah. per se. He'll be like, Dad, that smells terrible. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, well, thank, thank you. You know, <laughs> at least I know that it's it's complete, unfiltered honesty, honesty you yeah. know. And, and and my wife is too, you know. She'll, she'll, she has a little bit more compassion. She'll be like, well, maybe go back a little bit work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to let me know that, okay, <laughs> it's not where it needs to be yet, you know. Um, so, anyways, but they help me quite a bit. And so. that's. And to me, that's always an important thing. If you're if you're listening to this right now and you're you're thinking about starting a business, there is there is uh, there is value in bringing in those people that are closest to you sure. into this and ha- giving them an opportunity to give input, especially if you're an entrepreneur, right? Sure, Soul absolutely. Writer, because you wake up in the morning. I don't know about you. I wake up, look at myself in the mirror, and I ask myself questions. It's like. Well, I'm going to get the answers I'm already thinking about. Right, <laughs> right. It'd be nice to bounce those ideas off my wife, and when I do, you, you know what? Sometimes she rolls her eyes. And sure. She's just like, 
And I'm like, okay, I know what the I know what the answer to that is. Okay, I'll keep going. I'll go back on that one, and I'll work. Exactly. On that one. And at least you know it's a safe environment. Yes. You know, I know that uh, I, no one's gonna you know gonna be going and, and stealing my idea. To I mean, it's yeah. not like she's gonna have her own beard oil company or anything like that. So that would be odd. That right. Would be that awkward. would be competing. <laughs> Hashtag. That would awkward. that would be awkward. So. Um, so let's talk about that for a second. A safe place because we're as an entrepreneur, we both kind of are hanging around a similar group of people. That's actually how we met. That's right. Um, through Connect Greenville. And the, I think it's interesting that out of the current situation, because Connect Greenville didn't exist until just recently. Right. And the whole purpose was to ensure that people stay connected. And, and in some way or effort this i'm trying to take it one step further sure because we're we're meeting video meeting via video every week we all talk we have the two words that phil yanoff always asks us. that's right how are we feeling <laughs> yep right it's always interesting to think about that before i get on the <laughs> zoom call I, I probably want your thoughts on that one too <laughs> but um you know that community of people of support you know i don't personally myself I don't go to a group of coaches, business coaches. Right. I, I don't want to hear what, what we all think generally, similarly, on various topics. Right. I would rather go to, I'd rather go to a, a group of uh, beauticians, a group of uh, real estate agents, and I'd like to talk to them, because I want to hear a different perspective than sure. I'm used to hearing. Sure. So. And that's kind of the, the nice thing about Connect Greenville. But tell me what your thoughts are. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And and on the topic of entrepreneurship, that can kind of be a, a lonely game. Yeah, it is. And so not many people that, that I'm that I'm friends with are entrepreneurs. Um so they just don't understand that there are super high highs and super low lows. I mean, I, I'm sure they do just in whatever business they're in. But, um, you know, and especially with what's going on in the world right now where we are just distant from everyone except for our families. You know, it's it's cool to be able to go to that that Zoom meeting each week knowing that these people understand the highs and the lows. They understand yeah. that entrepreneurship is kind of, I mean, yeah, I've got this lofty title of owner or CEO. Actually, my my title is Chief Executive Beard. I did. So, I did see that. And right. I, I had it down in my in my notes. Yeah. To talk about. So uh, so I may be the only Chief Executive Beard in our Connect Greenville group, but there are other people that that understand that. They are the president, but they're also the janitor <laughs> of exactly. their company. They're the ones that are sweeping up at night, and they're the ones that are, you know. So uh, so it, it's really cool to be able to whatever uh, field, and there is a diverse field of, of, uh, of people there. Um, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how, how that progresses because there's always an evolution to ideas. Sure. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. But everybody is still, still kind of – we're all kind of looking at each other like – is, are we ready to get back to work? Are we right? Are we, you know, am I am I breaking a law here? Right. You know, um, so we'll see how that goes. But I, yeah. I I agree with you. I think entrepreneurship is is um, it isn't for everybody, but it is 
something that really pretty much anybody can do. Sure. Right? Would you agree or oh. disagree on that? Yeah. I, right? I, yeah, I agree I mean, with that. I mean, there's desire, and I think that entrepreneurs have a – I think we're just made a little differently mentally. We're just wired a little differently. Right. Uh, you're a DIYer, right? I'm yes. I, that's th we share that commonality, awesome. too. I, I'm looking for you know some of my favorite places to go online is like Lifehack. Right. Right. I <laughs> I want to figure things out yes. that can make it simpler for what it is that I'm doing or fix a problem that I've got around the house. Um, I'm going through right now. I took over the cooking two and a half years ago yeah. in the house. And um, and the first thing I realized was the kitchen was laid out for my wife. Hmm. And she's shorter than I am. Right. And she her favorite tools were all in like two or three drawers. Right. Um, but I'm now cooking dishes that require a lot of tools and a lot of things. Right. That might just be a guy thing, just <laughs> as an excuse to buy tools. Uh, I'll give you that. But, um, you know, I had to change the environment. I had right. To, I had to make it mine. Right. right. And and I just lost my train of thought yeah. <laughs> as to where I was going with that. Um, uh, this happens a lot with me, by the way. That's all right. Well, I, th I think – Kind of like you, you mentioned it. It's it's solving a problem. Thank you, DIYers. Yes. Yeah, like uh, and if you're that kind of person and you solve those kinds of problems, right. Then you know what? It it's not that big of a step to go. I can do that. Right. Right. Um, I, there's talking with Holly Calloway, who's who's um, the founder of the Powerhouse for That's Women. Right. When you talk to her, a lot of the the women in her organization haven't even gotten to that part yet. That right. Point. Where they're they're just ready to take that step. Right. Some have, but a lot of them don't even know that that can happen. And a lot of entrepreneurs that are out there, whether they're male or female, I think we all share some commonality, and that is, uh, I can probably do this. Right. And that's I probably I am being very. <laughs> it wasn't a great choice of words. I was I was going to say I was going to use an uh, an expletive. <laughs> Because you know, when it, whenever I see an idea, it's just like I can fucking do this. I right. Can do it. Right. Right. And and then, because I'm a serial entrepreneur and I like doing this kind of stuff. Right. Um. Then I just go through the checklist. Is there a minimal viable audience? Is right. Is how much is it going to cost? What's the barrier to entry? Who's sure. the Main competitors in there and stuff like right. that. Right. Yeah. And that's the stuff that I really like to teach when I'm talking to people. Sure. Is, is that kind of stuff because we kind of learn that on our own. That's right. Yeah, we totally do. Yeah. Like I, like I said, when I started, I didn't think that I had an entrepreneurial bone in my body. Like I, I just, I just didn't. I didn't, right. you know. But I knew that. Well, if if you come up with a product that solves a problem for people, which in this case it was, you know, itchy, dry beards, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I figured, well, you know, I mean, I know it's not like. Beard oil is not like water where everyone has to have it. You right. know, there have been thousands and thousands and thousands of years of history where guys probably did not use <laughs> oil in their beards. But, you know, like if you ask any woman, is is skin lotion yeah. a necessity? No, it's not a necessity, but it sure is nice. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? It, it sure does solve well, a problem. My, my wife would say definitely. My wife would would, would say, say the it's same. A it's a necessity. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it solves a problem. Is it is it is it foundational a necessity? Probably not, but it, it sure is nice to have your beard not itch, you know, and not be scratchy, not have beard dandruff and stuff like that. So well, it's interesting because I've tried 
you know, the November beard yeah. things, you know, and, yep. and, you know, I'll go maybe 45 days. Right. And I started when we first started staying in, in stores. I started it, man. I'm going to do this. I'm right. just going to keep going. And I got handed to me. I think we were on a uh, vacation a couple of years back. We were going through some town, and there was just this little little thing of beard oil. Sure. And I'm not sure who manufactured it or whatever. But my wife got it for me, and she surprised me. She goes, if you're going to do this, here, do that, right? Right. Um, and I've had it now for years because right. I never really grew out my beard. And right. And now I was doing it. So I put some of that on. But to your point, I immediately smelled it and went, eh? A <laughs> <laughs> like, little suspect. Because, I mean, that's what we do. It's like, sure. Like, mm. And then I, I put it in my hands, and it was very oily. Yes. And I was like, okay. All right. So then I rubbed it on my face, and then I went over to my wife, and she goes, eh? <laughs> so at that point i was like okay uh that product right right it, it did actually help with the itching right and that was really good sure um because that new that new growth itch is sure is an experience it all is of itself it is um and i know you get past that yep. but um yeah as soon as as soon as she walked up she goes mm, yeah not my favorite yeah <laughs> so um Anyways, little little side story. Yeah. Uh, but us DIYers are DIYers, right? That's right. Um, and I think we can all agree that uh, it's a part of the nature of an entrepreneur to want to fix something. Right. Um, I do want to uh, talk about uh, the evolution of product, too. Sure. Because you've now had this, this business for a number of years. Yes. Um, help me understand and help others who are listening to this. What? How has your business evolved? Or even has it evolved, you know? Yeah, good question. Um, it has. Uh, I think I started Beard Joy, um, again with kind of a, a limited view. Just okay. I've got I've got one cent, and I called it the original. <laughs> How that was original. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like right. mind blowing stuff here. It let's it call this first one. Let's call this one the original. Uh, anyways, um, but we still have it because, you know, it's kind of the basis for how I started. But then I, I, I moved into another, I had another scent, another idea for a scent. And um, then I think as that grew, m my view kind of broadened a little bit. And I did want to start getting into another product, uh, which is Beard Balm. Yep. And so that uh, has just for little peel behind the curtain that has a little bit more holding and shaping ah, okay. properties than All beard right. oil does well as i as i got into doing that i was not loving making beard balm uh -oh. just didn't love it and every time i would make a batch of beard balm i was dreading it mm. and the the whole the whole like Beard Joy's motto is enjoy your beard. All right. Because that was that was again the problem that I was having was I was not enjoying my beard. Mm -hmm. So Beard Joy, enjoy your beard. And here I am, the chief executive beard, just like rolling my eyes every time I'm making beard balm, thinking, I'm not loving this. This is I'm not enjoying this. And so I thought, look. Uh, you don't have a boss here. Like, if you don't like doing it, <laughs> stop. stop making it, you know? So that's when I, I kind of, again, made my, my laser focus the beard oil because that's what gets me cooking. Yeah. And 
so that's that's been an evolution uh, in in our history and. I'll have people come up to me, hey, do you make beard balm? And I'll say, you know, I, I don't offer beard balm. I can refer you to 300 other guys that do, and they yeah. do it well, and they love doing it. I just don't love doing it. What I do love doing is, you know, designing um, real high-quality beard oils. So uh, I don't mind referring business out yeah. to stuff yeah. if it means that I can continue doing what I'm passionate about doing. You just hit on another thing. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Know, know what it is that you like to do, not just what you can do, because I could do a number of different things. Absolutely. Right? But know what you what you love to do. Right. Because when you love it and you do it, it's you put more into it yeah. soul-wise, and it becomes better. And it's not faster. work. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it is work. It's, it's it is work, but, but you don't mind it. Right. Right? It's that stress that you don't mind. Right. Because it's it it's feeding your emotional bank, and we're going to talk about that. Well, th I'm going to talk now to the audience for a second. The, the, you know, feeding your emotional bank is something that uh, I'll, I've got a podcast on, and I'll throw it on here as well so that you guys can understand what I'm talking about there. But it's basically, you know, this is about feeding your emotional side of, of right. you as well as, you know, that, that monetary and, and fiscal part of you, right? You, you're not doing this for free. Right. Um, and even though you might, right. but you're not. You want this to. You want it to get out there. You want this to be something that could help your family, help yourself. Sure. Um, and you know what? Um, knowing your lane, yeah. knowing where it is, is again one of those key attributes of an entrepreneur. If you're going to be successful, know your lane, stay in your lane. Right. Now, if you see another lane, and you want to be, you want to get into that lane. Um, it's called bifurcation. Don't take your model and just split it in two. Just keep your model going and then have a second model. Right. With a second set of goals, a second set of objectives. Treat it like it's a brand new business. Right. right? Well, and, you know, I grew up, my, my parents just kind of said, you know, find something that you enjoy doing and get paid to do it. There you go. And it, it, to, to me, it's just. Those are simple words and hard words. Kind of. They are. That's true. Because you could probably go a, a lifetime and, and uh, looking for that one thing that you love doing, and then then you've got the task of okay, well, how do I monetize? How do I monetize, <laughs> do I monetize that? So and that, those are so that's where it, it is. It is very simple, but, but very difficult. But yeah. I, I kind of think I've found uh, what I love doing, and I'm getting paid to do it. So, and that's I think that that says it all. I mean, th I think that that is. If this were the end of the interview, that would be a great place to end it. Sure. Because <laughs> I think from a positive note perspective, this is just an easy way for people to understand the value of being an entrepreneur. Right. Right. Um, now, we've been talking a lot about some of the good stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that as entrepreneurs <laughs> we don't have access to. We don't gain. We don't. There's things we have to leave behind. Right. Can you talk about anything in your in your personal experience, give me some perspective on you personally. Is there, is you know, has there been any drama associated to having beard joy? Well, I don't. I don't think drama. Okay. I, I, I think what I would say though is that, uh, and I, I mentioned this on the on the Zoom call uh, the other day. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram personality. Uh, assessment but I'm a five there's nine different Enneagram types and I mean there's a uh, hundred different personality right. assessments out there but 
fives by nature uh, are are kind of reserved. They're kind of private. They're kind of got it um, reclusive. And um, but what kind of the enneagram teaches you is that you you don't you don't have to stay like you can't just always stay yeah. there. You know, like when this whole social social distancing thing started, I was like applauding. Like <laughs> I don't have to be in the public. That's great, but. That was obviously, your five speaking. that was my five speaking. But obviously, if I'm going to run a business, I can't operate out of my five all the time. Right. I have to be out there and and operate outside of that and be the voice and the 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 visual representation of beard joy. Yes. And if I'm selling, if I'm at a you know we do a lot of uh, holiday fairs and markets and stuff like that, right. and even beard competitions, I'll have a booth set up if i'm not engaging personally with other people if i'm just sitting there in my standoffish natural five here's my stuff (laughs) give me your money that ain't gonna work you know so i do have to that's been something that has forced me out of my fiveness to 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 just embrace this is not natural for you to want to be the face and be the 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 spokesperson but if you're not no one else will so your success my my success kind of revolves around me getting out of my comfort zone getting in front or behind a microphone and and stuff like that from time to time so that's been a huge area of growth in my life even the fact that i am doing a podcast (laughs) right now like is just out of my nature but you know, I knew that I know that in order to be successful, in order for people to get the word out, yeah. I have to speak words to other people. <laughs> so and you you again you hit it you hit it just right on the nail head. When it when it comes to who we are as a personality type, that'll only get us so far. Sure. And again, if I was uh I started out in computer technology and I was going down networking and worked at Intel Corporation and yeah. I was I was going there. And that's a very, you know, ones and zero, black and white kind of world. Right. It works or it doesn't. There's R- really no gray area. Right. And I like that. That's my personality. Sure. I like ones and zeros. But now I'm a coach. And there's right. so much space between a one and a zero right now. <laughs> and I have to I have to get out of my comfort zone and I have to do things that aren't that comfortable to me. Right. And one of the first things I had to learn how to do was do public speaking. Yep. That is the pinnacle of fear of all fears. Absolutely. We would rather if if there was a choice, right? If you go if you if you're going to go to a funeral, mm. most people would rather be in the box than given the eulogy. That's right. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yep. Right? And it's just that we we can't just be who we are. Right. And then as an entrepreneur, this is both good and also extraordinarily uncomfortable. <laughs> that's right. It's good because we're stretching ourselves and we're, we're, we're digging into other parts of our personality and letting it out. Right. A uh, lot of fear. Right. <laughs> but the, the, the other odds, the other piece to that is, is that we're also pretty insecure. Right. Because we like being who we are. Right. We get outside of that. And, and, and giving that up and handing that off to people right. and then showing them who we are, that's, that's tough. That's, that's like the toughest thing as an entrepreneur for me. Exactly. But we – you know, you you talk about being a five, right? When the scale's like one to nine, um, 
the one thing that as an entrepreneur that There we go. We got birds. It's like we're at the Masters or something. Well, Hello, that, friends. I, I, had a, I had to chase away a squirrel yesterday with a with a hose. <laughs> oh man! He was over here chirping at us, barking at us when we were going through this interview. Um, so, so you know, getting out of our comfort zone is always good, no matter what you do. Right. Hopefully, you get a chance to get out of your comfort zone. Try something new. Right. Try something different. Don't be so afraid of what people might say. Always listen to the words hmm. and interpret those words accordingly. Sure. Right? Um, so this is how it relates to your business. Right. If you've got a beard and you're not using any beard oil, get out of your comfort zone. Try it. Right. Give it a shot. Right. You might like it. Right. You might. The people around you might even like it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, there's 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 uh, aromatherapy here. That's right. right. So that kind of mentality we're kind of like right now with the crisis that's going on, we're all being told to go home, put a little bubble around ourselves, right. and not be anything more than in a home at a, in our pajamas drinking wine, right, or, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I think it's it's like completely natural for us to to be outside and be who we are. But right, as an entrepreneur, that's where life gets a little bit more difficult, right? Because we have to be a salesperson, which means. We have to be outgoing. We have to be engaging. We have to look people in the eye. Right. 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 Um, we, if we're going to be a spokesperson, we've we've got to put our best foot forward. That's right. We've got to be able to say what we do and what it means and how it's going to improve people's lives or how it's going to change what it is that they're doing. Right. Um, and we have to do that very succinctly. Right. <laughs> capture so that attention. You got to capture the attention. That's right. Um, we are all, luckily we're in a world where technology is making that easy. Oh you man. You mentioned so blessed. And and Instagram and Facebook stories and all the rest of the things that we can do. I right. just learned the difference between a story and a regular post. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'm okay. I'm I'm an old fart. But kudos to you though for learning. I mean, like there are some people that just think, eh, that's kid stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not just kid stuff. And not. people, you know, it, it, people are on Facebook. People are on Instagram, and they have money. And they, you know, I mean, they're they're the yeah. ones that are looking for your products, yeah. and so you might and as well communicate. For other people to to talk about that's right themselves about your product. That's right. right. And yeah. That's what I'm learning right now. Sure. Holly is actually dragging me, kicking and screaming <laughs> to the social media table. Yeah. I just put on a new photo. My personal Facebook page is my personal Facebook page. Right. She goes, it doesn't belong to you, Jim. Right. She goes, do you have people in there that you work with? I said, yeah. She goes, then it doesn't belong to you. Right. right? Do you have people in there that you sell to? Yeah. Well, it doesn't belong to you, Jim. I had a picture of my dog up there mm -hmm. right? um, for years <laughs> because I just didn't have a picture that I liked of myself. Right. It was my page. I wanted to put my personality right. on Right. Uh-oh. Yep. I, I know the, the first day that the, the Beard Joy Beard Oil mm -hmm. Facebook page went live, there was there I just felt in my soul like oh it's <laughs> official you know and I it can't was go back. yeah right it was it was just, and then you know people started liking the page and little by little it gained traction and I j but I, I did kind of feel like I am so uh Exposed. just out yes yeah. out of my yeah. comfort zone yeah. but you know the the more I mean, I any any kind of book that you read on business and whatever, 
is just going to tell you, get used to getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, you, if you're if if you're content to stay in your comfort zone, you're not going to grow as a person, as a businessman, as an entrepreneur, businesswoman, whatever. Uh, and even if growth isn't the goal, right? Even if the because there's people that look, I don't, I'm good. Right. Change is is a four letter word <laughs> in the language. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, even if they're not interested in growing. Just do something different. Right. Just for the sake of doing something different. Right. Right. Whether or not it's going to make your life better or not. Right. You know what? There's five different ways to get from my house to Woodruff. Sure. I'm always trying to find a, a sixth way. Absolutely. Because what am I going to run up against? Yeah. I, I just found a, a well, it was, it was actually over. Uh, our car dealership is off of Lawrence Road. Uh huh. And so, again, there's. Easy way to get there. Get on the freeway. Go. Get off at Lawrence. Boom. Right. There. Um, <laughs> but I was like, well, let's just try a different way. So I just went a totally different way. I, I love that. Up, uh, Batesville, and then I hit the 101. I, yeah. I, I mean, I just I went crazy. It was right. like, and I ran into this farm to table produce stand. Oh, yeah. Out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The place looks like a shack, like it's gonna fall over. Right. It, 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 <laughs> you just push on it. There were like wasp nests oh, inside yeah. this thing. I mean, it was just right. this is just basically somebody. Just took all their stuff and put it in there. Put it in there. And I found some of the best produce That's that awesome. I'm using now at the house. Right. Right. So just do something different. Yeah. Try something different. Right. right? I, I, um, I love the idea that, like, failure is not really a thing. No. As long as you get back up. It's, you know? Yeah. I, I mean. Good point. You know? I mean, so. Failure is actually doesn't happen in, until you decide to keep sitting down and that's not right. get up. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Otherwise, you just get up, brush yourself off, try it again. Yeah. So the beard balm. Yeah. That was a failure. Yeah. I okay. You know what? I learned. <laughs> I learned that that's so not. So I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change your word. Your, the beard balm was an experiment. There you go. That turned out. Yeah. To not be plausible for you. That's right. That way we can just get rid of that whole failure word. Yeah. And and to and to kind of. It, it reined in my vision, is. which is which is to me is is great. Like it, it like I I've said since really that experience, it got me laser focused on what I love. Yeah. So I think that's again that's just a great lesson for anybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't care what you do. I don't yeah. care if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner. You own a athlete, whatever. Well, there's that's a key example of what makes a true professional athlete yeah. is the level of focus they can maintain over a lo the longest period of time. Right. They're not they're not really good for the eight minutes that they're on the court or ten minutes that they're on the playing field or the thirty minutes or forty minutes they're in the game. Yeah. They're good after the game, through practice. They're as, as committed to everything to make those whatever minutes that they are on the court or on the field the perfect the perfect right right and think of the hours that they put in off the court yeah to make those eight minutes exceptional yeah so i like the idea of experimentation i like sure. the idea of being who we are yeah i like the idea of um of taking a passion mm -hmm. turning it into something that you've now had for a number of years which by the way you've 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 actually exceeded that's the, right. the longevity of most small businesses. That's right. Do you know what that is? Do you know what the longevity five, is? Is it five? No. Three? Three. Three years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's actually that first year and a half where you can really tell what's going to happen with yep. the business. Um, <laughs> but once you get over the five-year hump. Now, I, I just finished my close to 15 years as, wow. as an entrepreneur. Wow. Now, I had 
I've had three businesses, but when I stopped working for a corporation sure. and then began working for myself, that's it's been yeah, it's been that's awesome. Yeah, kudos. A little over fifteen years. So, and it's funny. Be, uh, I I don't know, and I don't really want to to start interview <laughs> interviewing right. you. But, it's okay. But I would imagine those first one, two, three years, like you're just. I mean, it depends on what you're letting your thoughts, where you're letting your thoughts go. But like, I, I just had so much self doubt and so much. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like, am I doing the right? Th- should I just, you know, should I just hang this up? And, you know, yeah. but little by little, and I'm not saying I don't still get those thoughts oh, yeah. in my head, but uh, little by little, th- the the voice of, I don't know, um, you just become more confident in, in kind of who you are. And, and you're like, okay, yes, I do have these days where I am down in the dumps or whatever, but time well fear sure feeds two pieces to your personality it feeds doubt yep but it can also feed feed your determination sure right and it's fight or flight yep (laughs) so you choose each time and normally we choose flight Mm -hmm. right just be easier to gone right i'm not gonna deal with that fighting that's that's You've learned now how to switch that in your brain, sure. So that when that doubt comes up, you're just like, okay, you're, uh, yeah, that that's that could be something. So right. Let's boom, and then you go right in the m- into the mode of trying to DIY that and fix right. it, what you need to do. <laughs> exactly. But for most of us, we see that and we we hit with that fear to begin with, and we go, oh, time to go. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> it's be so much easier just to sit on my couch. That's all right. This is what backside looks like. Turn on the TV. Out the door, right. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, it's and I, you know, as as an entrepreneur early on, I was uh, extraordinarily young and stupid. Hmm. Uh, I can attest to that. And <laughs> I, I bet the farm. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I wow. I mortgage everything. Wow. I I dropped. I I put a contract in place. I had a partner. Mm. I mean, it couldn't have blown up hmm. any less spectacular than Whew. it did. Yeah. And and it hurt my family. It sure. Hurt, it hurt me financially. It hurt us financially. Sure. Uh, learned a l- really great lesson yeah. about starting a business. And uh, right now, I'm calling it crawl, walk, run. Mm. Right? Crawling is the first three years. Yeah, for Walking sure. Walking is the next five years. Right. And then after that, it's running. Sure. Because by that time, you've got all the experience and, and clientele and everything. Hitting on all cylinders. Hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. Uh, I started out running. Yeah. <laughs> I made the full-on commitment. This is a great idea. Boom. It, and it was just a spectacular failure. <laughs> of all the spectacular failures I could look back on. Right. That's number one. But but I, th- I think probably that is common for any entrepreneur because they feel like, I, I mean, I, I have, you know, Everything on my shoulders. I, I have to I run. Have to make this run. I have to and run. Guess what I need? Money. Money. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, well, if I only had twenty grand, if I had twenty grand, I could get this thing off, and I'd be making a hundred grand in a year. Right. Right. This is this is definitely that trick that we play on ourselves. Yep. Where we pretend that we're going to be successful. Right. Without any idea of how <laughs> we're going to be successful. Sure. <laughs> right? um, 
I, I've know, you know, I've coached a lot of people here locally. Um, a lot of them are trying to pivot their career, and they're deciding to pivot their career by, you know, you know, going to a, a trade school or going to a class, sure. you know, and spending money to to get a certification or to get something, uh, or literally just try to take out a loan so right. that they can get their business off the ground. Um, and that's that's a time. I wish I would get to those people the day before they made before they do that (laughs) the day before and i could say look if you need twenty thousand dollars your idea is not ready right (laughs) because we there are like there's a number of ways i just coached a person through this there's a number of different ways that your first job with your first client could actually pay Mm. for your business wow yeah right if you can convince a client to front you sure give them a service sure you're ready. Yeah, yeah. That is that solves. You're just you've just now said you can sell. Right. You can produce. Negotiate. Negotiate. That's right. And you can deliver. That's right. Right. So that's the thing that I think um, that every entrepreneur should know. Right. Um. We're all on different paths. Sure. Right. Everybody's going to go on the path that they're that they want to be on. Right. Um. There are other paths out there. Um. They're hidden. Very, they're probably sitting right next to you, and you don't even know it. <laughs> um, have conversations with people you've never met. Uh, always uh, have another opinion from somebody else before you decide to go do something significant. Period. Sure, and absolutely. If a loved one, it's been great. Um, but yeah, that's that's that is just, uh, you know, my wife, um, who's now her anniversary of her business that she started. She's in her twenty third wow. year wow. business, twenty fourth year business. Man. Um, she has um, no, she's twenty five years in her business. Um, she's at the pinnacle of her business. She's in the motion picture television industry, hmm. and everybody goes to Laura Sevier. That's who sure. they go to. Yeah. Um, and she's in the run phase. Yeah. And right now she's expanding, and she's got resources, and you know she's that was the best investment. <laughs> As a family that we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, early on, she was working for one of the studios, and she wasn't feeling comfortable. And I said, well, I'm making enough money, so I'll I'll support us yeah. while you get this thing off. Yeah. She didn't make a dime in the first year, I don't think. Yeah. Right? And then the second year, boom. And then the third year, boom. And yeah. then the fourth. And then it's just been that hockey stick since then. And, and I think that's a great – I mean, I, I look at look at my son, uh, who, again, he's, he's 12, and – when when I grew up, you know, I mean, I grew up in a great home. Mm-hmm. We all loved each other, love yeah. each other today. Um, but my mom and dad both kind of had the eight to five, nine to five yeah. type yeah. type jobs. Uh-huh. Came home, we yeah. ate together, we watched TV, did homework, and mm-hmm. did it all over again. Yeah. Wake up next morning, do it again. And and there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's how I thought. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's how I thought life was. Was yeah. just eight to five, Monday through Friday hang out on the weekends, whatever, you know. Um, but, like, when this whole Beard Joy entrepreneur thing started, I realized that, because I, I still had a, an 8 to 5, but yeah. then I had, uh, like, a, a 5 to 10 <laughs> <laughs> or a 5 to midnight. <laughs> and then I did, you know, but, and, and I, you know, I'm, I've, I've cut, cut back in, in other areas and everything, but I am showing my son that yeah you can have an eight to five but you could also have a 5 a.m to 5 p.m 
<laughs> you know, I mean, you can, you can, it's yeah. not just one path. Yeah. Like if you are determined to, to, to find a niche and, and to meet a need for people and you're willing to work your butt off, you know, you, you can, you can have your own business. You can yeah. be, do your own thing, you know? And, um, I love that he gets to kind of see, see me doing that where he realizes that, um, yes, it's hard work, but man, we get a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun too. We get to do a lot of fun things with it, you know? So, well, you know, you, you're, you're now teaching a generation who's going right. to teach a generation, teach a generation, right? So if we go back two generations, my grandparents lived through depression. Yeah. Right. So they grew their own food. Yeah. So when I was a kid and my, went over to my grandmother's house, like she's killing chicken right. for dinner. <laughs> right. She's canning peaches. Right. By the way, I have a peach tree that I've, this is now the third year. Nice. Of that peach tree. Starting to get some pretty decent fruit on it. Yeah. Now. We're growing some vegetables on, as, as you were walking up. Yes. Um, so I got that from my grandparents. Right. Right. My mom and my dad, they came out of the post-World War II and, you know, let's get to work. Right. right? And, you know, honestly, to hell with school. Yeah. Right. Just get a job. Yep. Get a job and start making money. Right. And well, it that was okay for them. It it rolled over onto me. I never finished college. Mm. Um, and and then I got married and I right. had children. And then yep. you know that was that was the mode, right? Yep. That's what my parents taught me. Right. Um, but I started my business mm. during the time that my daughter was in her twenties. Yeah. Right. So so now. She has seen now her stepmom right. and me enjoy this lifestyle. Right. And she's recently joined my wife's company and right. she's she's been working in that in that group. That's and great. And now we're gonna turn this business that Laura's created into a family business. That's we're right. We're gonna hand it off to 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 my daughter Megan and her family and yeah. just let it go from there. And yeah. What is wrong with that? Yeah. Is it the American dream? I, I kinda think it is. Yeah. To see that your family, after you're gone, has got everything that they need to take care of themselves and then hand off to their family. Yeah. I mean, I think that's ultimately what this whole entrepreneurial spirit for me. Sure. Let me just say it that way. I won't I won't hand that off on you. But sure. That, to me, is what this is all about. Yeah. Um, you know, my business is very specific to what it is my experiences were. Right. Not something that I could really just hand off, like, give it to you. Here's sure. my practice. Right. <laughs> um. But there is a lot of things that can be, especially right. if you're if you're creating products, if you're showing uh, how to be creative and how to take that creative and turn it into a, a profit margin. Right. I, I think that's I think that's a lesson every child should learn. Yeah. And I, I love what you said about about kind of the generational thing. Um, my grandfather, my mom's dad, was a salesman for Castrol motor oil oh, wow. back in the day. And I mean, he just kind of was always the, the top. 2% in sales every year and whatever. And uh, I don't have it on my, my keychain now, but every time I do an event where I'm going to be selling, oh, you bring that along. I bring uh, a Castrol motor oil keychain and I keep it on my keys. Just, just like, all right, granddaddy's with me. You know what I mean? It and and right cause there. he ultimate, ultimate salesman, yeah. like this guy did not, meet a stranger he could make yeah. you feel like you knew him for years in, in a second and again not my personality <laughs> but 
Dear Jesus, I need I need some granddaddy today. I I need some I need I, I need his personality today, you know. And um so yeah, I mean that's just kind of one one way that I can um that I hope to kind of pay homage and respect to uh to his work ethic and 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 my my other grandfather was uh was a hard worker too, you know. Um and so if I can kind of pay homage to them by by having this work ethic of I'm just going to I'm going to get it done. I'm just going to work my tail off and get it done. And um so yeah, I love that. Um there's a and this is kind of a good place to kind of wind things down yeah. and get things to put together, but I think that um you know, we've kind of hit on a lot of key points and that is is that you know, we've got we've got ideas. We can turn those ideas into reality. Um we have maybe perhaps a desire um knowing that we're that we should attack an audience that is probably best suited for it first mm. um, is a good way to begin as an entrepreneur knowing that you're going to have to be kind of multi-personality types <laughs> at times you're still going to default down to your base yes if you're five you're you're five most of the time right but occasionally you're going to jump in see i i grew up with the uh, personality definition the a b d c and d type personality yep d types and a types a yep. types being the ones that are the salespeople. D that's types right. are like accountants right, right. <laughs> behind <laughs> the scenes right, yeah. um and i was always a c yeah i was always in that middle so probably similar to you in a lot of regards that way sure um, i can i can rise to become an a yep if i need to get down in the weeds and be a d i can do that definitely too. do I that definitely don't like doing that yeah <laughs> uh, i don't mind the a type stuff like this stuff this stuff is public speaking and stuff i'm still extraordinarily fearful i get uh i get butterflies oh. my hands sweat my i mean it's 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 not so much that I'm shaking, yeah. but I, I'm like right there, almost. right. <laughs> so I think those are key elements that if you're if you're in a small business or if you're looking to do a, to create a small business, the other piece is to to watch the amount of risk in the first three years yep. of your business. Sure, manage that, um, knowing that your personal life and your professional life, uh, th there are times going to be in conflict, and you've got to be able to manage that properly. That's that's another key element. Sure. These are all. These are all tenants of my practice, right? Yeah, now. yeah. When I'm talking to people. Yeah, you're hitting, you're, and it's and it's refreshing, yeah. although not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> to to hear you say that because I mean your business has been here long enough that you know who your market is and you know what you're doing and and that kind of stuff. I know you probably have plans to grow and do other things, sure, and other experiments that you wanted to to do. That's but, right. Um, yeah, I think that um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to continuing this dialogue obviously Absolutely. we're going to be doing it on a zoom call every every week or so sure. but um yeah after this craziness is over and we can sit down and have a beer and yeah relax and and maybe still be like five and a half feet away from each that's other. right yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> i actually have this idea that would suit me just fine <laughs> no offense <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like you know so today we're meeting six feet and in a month from now it'll be like four feet five feet and then a month from now another five you know, so eventually, right. like a year from now, we'll be actually sitting across the table. Sitting across the table. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, you know, I, I, and I'm not trying to make light of the situation. No. I know that there's a lot of people that are suffering right now, and I'm sure. not trying to make a light of that. Absolutely. I'm just saying that, um, yeah, we got to get back to work. Absolutely. And, and we got to get back to being human beings. Yeah. Um, and the sooner that happens, I think the better oh. off we're going to be. Yeah, I agree. So. And I think, I mean, for as rough as as this is for for our world at at this moment like there's i'm just eternally grateful yeah. to have been 
born in this country and in 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 an opportunity uh, where if I have a an idea, I can run with that and work hard with it and make money on it. Like that doesn't happen every uh, in every other country. I mean, no, it does not. So I'm just. I have to say that. Just have to have to say I that I'm just to agree with you so 100%. grateful that, you know, we can run with our our dreams and and capitalize on them. Wow. Well, there you go. There's now you just made the perfect end. Oh, well, there you go. My name is Jim Sevier. I'm with the Coachable, Coachable.com, and today I was with Kevin Slocum with BeardJoy.com. There we go. So uh, there'll be more of these to come, and I'll look forward to maybe in the next two or three months we'll get you back. We'll do a little sure. update one. Maybe it won't be an hour, hour and two minutes long, but <laughs> it'll definitely be uh, about you know the growth and the and the continued you know prosperity of your business. Look so. forward to that, Jim. Thanks for having me, man. I Thank appreciate you very it. Much. Yep.